0: Thank you
1: Well, welcome to all our friends out there on the internet. My name's Peter Karutz. This is St. Joseph Radio Present. This is Deacon Larry Bolt. And today, uh, live on the radio, we're gonna be talking about St. Joseph and fatherhood. You know, this is St. Joseph Radio, Mm -hmm. and we're gonna be talking about St. Joseph. So St. Joseph has got to be the perfect example of fatherhood, of husbandhood, if you will. Mm -hmm. And um, we all have a father, both an earthly one and a heavenly one. And I think St. Joseph can be that great example to us of how to live and, and frankly, how to die. Mm-hmm. Listen to it. You'll enjoy it. We'll see you soon. Well, thank you, Matt, and I am your host today, Peter Karutz. This is St. Joseph. Radio presents, we are coming to you live from St. Louis, Missouri, the Rome of the West, and we are with Deacon Larry Bolt. Welcome, Deacon.
2: Thank you. Good we, to be here.
1: Yeah, it's good to have you here finally. You're you're just the nearby guy here, just a few miles down the road. But uh, this is your first time on the radio. It is. I hope not the last.
2: Yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> well, and now, let me
1: tell you what our topic is today. It's Saint Joseph and fatherhood. You know, it it's the right time to talk about Saint Joseph. I mean, this is Saint Joseph Radio, for goodness sakes. We also have another name. It's Saint Joseph Evangelization Network. Uh, my daughters went to St. Joseph Academy. I mean, St. Joseph is everywhere, right? Yes. And I think possibly because he is such a good example to us all. So today's program is um, St. Joseph and fatherhood. Um, and, and I think fatherhood has a lot broader job than just fatherhood. You know, I, I heard someone say that uh, how, do you, how do you be the best father? How do you give your children the best example you possibly can? And they and, and someone said, "Well, love their mother, treat them well, treat his, their mother well, love their mother." And I, you know, I think so. Saint Joseph did that, he did, in per- perfectly as well. Even, you know, putting his life on the line for him many times, many right. times. But Deacon, before we get into this, <laughs> so that I get to keep my job, we're supposed to start with a prayer. And would you would you lead us in one place? Absolutely.
2: And this this is a prayer that I pray every day to Saint Joseph to help me be a better father. Mm.
1: In the name of the Father, and of
2: the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O St. Joseph, whose protection is so great, so strong, so prompt before the throne of God, I place in you all my interests and desires. O St. Joseph, do assist me by your powerful intercession, and obtain for me your divine Son, all spiritual blessings through Jesus Christ our Lord, that having engaged here below, your heavenly power, I may offer my thanksgiving and homage to the most loving of fathers. O St. Joseph, I never weary of contemplating you and Jesus asleep in your arms. I dare not approach while he reposes near your heart. Press him in my name and kiss his fine head for me and ask him to return the kiss when I draw my dying breath. St. Joseph, patron of departing souls, pray for us. us. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Deacon. Mm -hmm.
1: You know, St. Joseph is uh, somebody that every one of us men can identify with, irrespective if, we have a, if we're a priest or we're a deacon or we're just a regular guy who's, who, who's married and has children. And frankly, even if you're single, you know, I, there are a lot of single men who have been called to a spiritual fatherhood just as, just as uh, single um, celibate priests.
2: That, that's why you know he's the patron of the universal church right yeah so he's he's for all of us right. and and I think a lot of it has been maybe he hasn't been got that notoriety before, but over the past years uh, we've we've seen where there's you know now we, we do recognize what how the role that he really played because there's so little of him in scripture right yeah, uh, he never says you know, anything he, he does not <laughs> but he acts he uh, does and, and act is is i think really he listens first. And he's obedient to God, and and then not only is that, but then he acts on it. Yeah. And and I think that that's what we're called to be. Uh, you know, we can have a great spiritual life. We can and we can have Joseph in our life, but if we don't act when God calls us to do something, mm-hmm. um, then we're missing. We're missing the boat.
1: Yeah. And he's true to the nature of ma- of a man. You know, a male. I mean, we we are notorious for having few words. He had very few. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, as you said, ju- it's better to judge a person on their actions than their words.
2: No, no question. I, I can speak to my own dad. My dad was not a, a big speaker. Yeah. But when he spoke, he you knew what he was talking about, right. and and uh, he was very well educated. Uh-huh. Um, but he knew what the right thing to say to us, and um, and you didn't have to listen very long, uh, but it just kind of sunk in. You know, it. Uh, he was a big impression on my life um, throughout. Uh-huh. And um, and he was hoping I was going to be a priest, right? Okay. So did my grandmother. So did my mother, right? Yeah. I, and I actually thought I might be calling, be called to that, right? Um, but when I got into eighth grade, something changed, and I figured, well, maybe that's not what I should do. Yeah. Um, but um, later on. Uh, and my dad didn't li- live long enough to see me become a deacon, Right. nor did my mom. Actually, my mom died uh, the year before I, I, was, I was ordained. But she knew. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she, oh, yeah. She, she, was, she, she was overjoyed knew. that yeah. I was going to be a deacon.
1: Well, and, and you know, and uh, I thought the same thing when I was young. In fact, I went to a, a, a minor seminary for four years, went away from home. And uh-huh. uh, then you come home and you announce to the world that, nope, that's not what I'm going to do. But y- you know what? That's what—and and it's an encouragement to everyone out there, mm-hmm. you know— we, we sometimes don't know what God wants of us. But just because we're not called to uh, uh, the ordained priesthood does not mean we don't have a huge role in the kingdom. We do. My, I, I went to a lecture at, uh, with one of my favorite, my favorite author, mm-hmm. the man writes faster than I can read, and, <laughs> and he's Chestertonian in his wisdom, uh, Peter Kreeft. Oh, sure. And um, he, he, he goes up to the... A microphone on the dais, and he says, uh, you know, the hardest thing for a speaker to do is to pick a topic, you know. So they gave me a topic. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the topic is the role of the lady in the church. Mm-hmm. And he crouches up to the microphone and gets really close, and he looks at everybody, he says, everything. And he walks off the stage kind of dramatic, mm-hmm. but that is what, what it is. You know, we, we are not the purveyors, well, you are, so, uh, the sacraments, uh, but uh, we have a role. We're baptized. We're called to spread the gospel. We are the hands and feet and voice and actions of, of Jesus Christ, and it is a vocation that is, I, I will say, different uh, and certainly less than the clergy, but no less important.
2: True, a- absolutely. And if it wasn't for the laity, you know, what, what would, who would be there?
1: Yeah, right? right. And and
2: we we depend upon them greatly to as part of we we are the communion of saints. Right. And, and we all have different roles. We all have different uh, goals in life, and but it's all to get everybody to heaven. Right? That's right. That's uh, right. So
1: yeah. we all have a vocation. We we are all mm-hmm. called, mm-hmm. and we probably all need to learn a little bit uh, from Saint Joseph.
2: We can learn a lot from him.
1: Yeah, we are. sure can. Yeah. So you, you, you've have, if you're saying this prayer every day, you have a particular mm-hmm. devotion to St. Joseph.
2: I do. It came a little later in my life, but I, I, got to, uh, I was on retreat, and I got to thinking about who are the Josephs in my life. Yeah. Okay? So my dad's name was Joe. Oh, look at right? that. My older brother's name was Joe. Wow. Uh, my best friend and my best man was a Joseph, right? And the guy I golf with these days, he's a Joe, right? So I got all these Joes around me. I figured I better pay attention to the, the main Joe, there you go. Uh, and, and that's kind of... So uh, it was actually the book, The Consecration of St. Joseph, that enlightened me a little bit more about exactly what Joseph did and how he acted and everything else. I always looked at him as obviously the father of the Holy Family, no, no question about that. Right. Uh, but, you know, our focus is on Mary, and it should be, obviously. Right. Uh, but uh, he was there for her. He, and when I look at that, and, and my wife and I have a picture of, of, of the stained glass window, that's from our church of the Holy Family, it reminds us of, you know, that marriage and what that meant and, and what his role was. And so he had a high calling, obviously. Oh,
1: oh yeah. I mean, that's the understatement of the world. He mm-hmm. took care of them, you right. know, and some of the, it, it maybe clear up a few misconceptions that are pr- pretty much out there, mm-hmm. right? Mary and Joseph were married, they were. they were absolutely positively married, and sometimes that's a bit uh, uh, d- deflected or confused. Mm-hmm. But when Joseph was um, confronted with the is- issue, the fact that Mary was expecting, he was going to—the uh, suggestion was that he might put her away quietly, right, divorce mm-hmm. her. You don't divorce someone unless you're married, right? But I again, that seems a bit— disparaging if you will on on St. Joseph and I and I, um, I always hardly ever miss an opportunity to f- quote Father Skillman mm-hmm. he, he said something uh, on the radio many, well, probably 10 years ago 5 years ago mm-hmm. and he really started helping me understand begin to understand the heart of St. Joseph and he said this imagine that Mary is your best friend mm-hmm. I, you know Really and honestly, and, and you're not, you don't love her. You are in love with her. You know her better than anyone else in the world. And she knows you. You know, we have all been around people who have a degree of holiness that's almost palatable, right? Mm-hmm. When you're with them, you feel different. Well, imagine being with the Blessed Mother and, and having that intimate, spiritual, if you will, relationship, right? And, and this was Joseph. He knew her better than anyone. She knew him better than anyone. So when Joseph was going to divorce Mary, it wasn't out of a sense that he thought she had done him wrong, Mm -hmm. but more that he was not part of God's plan. What What do you mean part of God's plan? He would sooner believe that Mary was with child as a result of a supernatural event than think that she had sinned. So he, it was not out of arrogance, but out of humility, that he was going to step aside because God was not, he did not believe that God had him in his plan. Now, this is the heart of a, tr- of a servant, right? No question. And when God came, or when the angel came to him in a dream, he not only listened, but he acted.
2: Right. And, and I think that, that's the key thing is, you know, he um, always listened to God, right? And... and uh, wanted to know what his will was, and and he would act on it. A lot of times we hear the word from God and say, "Ah, yeah, I hear it, but uh, I don't know what to do or I'm not um, not ready to do that right now. But I think when God speaks to us, he's telling us that's what we need to do. Um, And I think that's where the Holy Spirit comes into place these days as to are we really opening our hearts to um, say, Holy Spirit, what are you sending me today? This is my prayer, right? Uh, I, I have my plans, but I'm sure God has other plans for me today. I don't know who's going to walk in the door at at, at the office because I'm there, you know, full time. Yeah. And, and, um, and even though I think I've got all these meetings or whatever I have to do, but things pop up and someone, you know, shows up on my doorstep and next thing I know, I'm talking to somebody that's looking to do an annulment. I'm looking for somebody who's struggling in their life, looking, um, Lately, a lot of times. So i also involved in uh, the RCIA program. Oh, I, right, yeah. yeah. So I've been doing that for nine years at St. Peter and wow. three years before that. Um, and it's, it, it's a great, I mean, it's part of my calling is to help people on their journey of life, but to listen to where they're at and to understand what they're dealing with and and maybe encourage them to, to at least come and see, is what we call it, come mm-hmm. and see mm-hmm. if, if this is right for you. Yeah. Um, so we, we've, And it's just I am in some cases because I have younger people sometimes and and even older. But I feel like a father. Right. To to them. I'm I'm kind of guiding them along. And um, and so now I I end up uh, a lot of them. In fact, this year we had two of last year. Gentlemen came through RCIA. this year. Another one did. And they just both got married uh, not to each other. Uh, Yeah. But uh, but, uh, we had two weddings this year. And I was there for those. They asked me to be part of that. That's great. Yeah. Yeah,
1: and Deacon, what you have said over these last few moments, and I hope everyone listened. I hope you heard it. You know, I know you listened, mm-hmm. but I hope you heard it. Mm-hmm. These are ways that you acted mm-hmm. on the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Make no mistake, uh, our Lord loves and respects us. And if we say no, we're gonna, he's, it, it's going to be no. I mean, how many times have you all felt tapped on the shoulder, prompted by the Holy Spirit. I felt like I should do this or do that. I, I, and, and you, I'm talking about me, really, <laughs> said no. And you know what? Afterwards, you you don't feel very fulfilled. Now, I'll tell you this. I, I used to be that guy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and I remember being in church one day, and I heard the gospel where it said, you know, if if you're ashamed of, of me before men, I'll be ashamed of you before before, you know, in the last judgment. I, I thought, you know what? I don't want to be that guy. Mm-hmm. And I, I I made a conscious decision to act, to respond. And sometimes it's it's taking that leap of faith, right? Mm-hmm. You know, making yourself vulnerable. I've never been disappointed. Yeah. Uh, I've never, never been disappointed. I've had some bad results, maybe once or twice. But I've never been disappointed that act, So act. Deacon, I think the word here with St. Joseph so far is... He had the Holy Spirit talking to him, influencing him, strengthening him, but he acted.
2: He did. And, and I think, um, you know, a man of prayer, I mean, always Jewish family, right? Yeah. And, uh, where, did, where did Jesus learn the, you know, the scriptures and all of right. those things that he, he speaks to? So as a dad, and then the other part, you know, you talked about some of the things that people, um, miscon- misconception about Joseph is that he was an old man. Mm. no like in the book it says, an old man didn't walk to, to Egypt. An old man didn't walk to Bethlehem, right? A young man. Um, and um, he was an artisan, we say we call him a carpenter, but if right. you really look at the, the word, he was an artisan. So he worked in stone, he worked in wood. He taught Jesus that, right? Um, and And so he obviously focused on Jesus as his son, right? Even though it wasn't his natural son, but he, He taught him like he would any dad would would Mm -hmm. want to have that relationship with him.
1: Right, you know, and and again as long as you're talking about misconceptions Mm -hmm. you know there's the lineage of Jesus through Joseph and through Mary Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it's in both cases it's it it goes back to David which is the promise of of God Mm -hmm. to the Jewish folk to have a a king on the throne forever and Jesus is that fulfillment clearly Mm -hmm. but we said Joseph was not Jesus natural son which is true mm-hmm. but in the Jewish tradition he has every right to the heritage and lineage and inheritance of a natural son That's so right. he's, in the Jewish tradition adopted son is not a second class child it is a first class child so it, he 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 fulfills all those prophecies both through Mary and through Joseph yeah
2: yeah, yeah Peter you know you use that word adoption yeah um so um that—especially in the Roman Empire at the time. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, they were dealing with a lot of things that we deal to, today with uh, through abortion. That type sure. Of thing. They could easily—if the, a child was born, wasn't healthy, they could just leave them by the roadside. And okay. did. They, they did. And, and then it was the Catholics who were going and picking them up. Right. And, and it was adoption. If you adopted your child, you had all the responsibilities. That child was yours forever. Right. Okay, that, that's—by Roman law. You could not abandon that child. And so you look at that, and Joseph, he would never abandon that son.
1: Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, and we talk about Joseph, you know, just in the beginning. He, he, he has a dream, right? Mm-hmm. And, and this dream tells him to, you know, have no fear about taking Mary as mm-hmm. your spouse. Take, you know, the, uh, the coming together, if you will, in the Jewish faith. Um, but again, he didn't have to respond, and that did require a, a degree of faith. Mm-hmm. I had a dream. Mary had an angel stand in front of her, but Joseph had, had a dream. dream. That's right. And he acted on it. Yeah. He acted on it.
2: Yeah, it's actually one of the things I, I looked at. Um, so in my, when I was in my, after I retired from the Army, my corporate world um, was running a business. Right? Oh, what did you but yeah. run? Uh, a software company. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and um, we, uh, a lot of times, I would wake up in, in the middle of the night and I was struggling with a problem or something like that, and uh, I had to write it down because I saw it in a dream. Right? Because I'd wake up in the morning, I forget what I dreamed. But I felt that a lot of times I was struggling with a real problem, and I didn't know the answer to it. And that answer came in a dream. Okay, and it still continues to me even as a deacon. Um, as those dreams, the things—it's different. I'm now you know in church, and I've got a lot of different things that I have to to, to, uh, to I'm responsible for and how, what different situ- situations I have to handle. And a lot of times it is in a dream I get an answer to how to handle that problem. Mm-hmm. And and I tell couples when we're preparing them for marriage, same kind of thing. It, it is you've you got to be listening. Even when you're asleep, you got to be listening to the Word of God.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, my mom uh, used to get messages, if you will, in mm-hmm. dreams very often. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's in some respects— the way you prepare yourself. She used to say the, the last thing you should do at night before you fall asleep is, is make the sign of the cross. And it's okay to fall asleep mm-hmm. in prayer, if you will. Sure. And the first thing you should do when you open your eyes is make the sign of the cross, right? So it, there's continuity, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, from the moment you go to sleep to the moment you wake up, you're, you're still in union with, with our Lord Keeping our eyes, and quite frankly, maybe that's a better time to hear what God has to say. I talk too much. I can't hear what God's trying to tell me if I'm talking too much. We'll hear Him in the silence. We'll right? hear Him in, in the, the, si- the silence. We'll hear right. Him in yeah. the silence. So, yeah. Deacon, you you said, and I, I guess we, people might not know you. You are a permanent deacon as opposed to a transitionary deacon. That's right. And and you're married for more than fifty years. That's right, fifty two years. The love of my life. There you go. Mm-hmm. God's gift. Yeah, just right? like
2: you were talking about Mary and Joseph. I have the perfect wife, uh-huh. okay? I'm not the perfect husband, <laughs> but she's the perfect wife for me. <laughs> there you are. And, and uh, I'm, to put up with me for 52 years, right? Yeah. Uh, but we spent 20 years in the military. Right. And any any spouse that can deal with that, that's a strong woman. That's a woman who can handle things. And and I, I've been very blessed to have, have her.
1: Two children, hmm? six, six yeah. grandchildren. Yes. So you know a little bit about fatherhood.
2: I do. Probably not enough, though. <laughs> yeah, none of us do. <laughs> yeah. Still learning. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I look back at times when I wasn't a great dad because I oh, traveled. Me too. I traveled so much. Me too. I was, I was, I was absent. And, um, you know, it's, you can't make that up in a way. But you mentioned something earlier on about, um, you know, my daughter, oldest daughter, is a Father's Day. And she said, she wrote to, uh, in the card, she says, thank you for loving, showing me how. You love my mom, uh, you know, same, same kind of thing. That was the thing. So, that daughter's been married twenty five years now. Wow! And and uh, and that was one of the my call to the deaconate. Yeah, I had no idea I wanted to be a deacon. Right. Okay? Uh, it was actually my wife who saw it in. Uh, there was an information night in the, the review and said you might want to look at this. I didn't even know what a deacon did. Okay. <laughs> uh, but then I I, I, asked, I looked at how are we so blessed to be married so long, and and and. and there's divorce in our family, sure. and uh, we know how tragic that is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, um, well, maybe I can at least help, because uh, deacons do marriage prep. That's right. And, and th- so that was my first reaction to us. Well, maybe I can at least help them get on the right path. I don't know if I can keep them from getting divorced. Yeah. But um, but that's been the other uh, ministry that's yeah. really near my
1: heart. I, I, the, the marriage thing, I'd, I have to digress because, you know, again, St. Joseph is such a good example to us men for marriage. But this is St. Joseph Radio Presents coming to you live from St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, I, I read a statistic, mm-hmm. and don't worry, this is still PG here, <laughs> that when uh, husbands and wives go to bed, mm-hmm. some high percentage of them don't touch each other. They're far away. And one of the suggestions uh, to improving one's relationship with their spouse is to hold their hand. Mm. And it sounds so simple. Oh, it is. It sounds so simple, but it, it, it is so intimate mm. to hold one's hand. You know, I, I, I love holding my wife's hand. And, you know, as we're holding hands, it, it's almost the next natural inclination to, shall we pray? That's right. Right? So I, I think one of the great, uh, examples of St. Joseph, is to is as a father, husband, uh, leader of the Holy Family, is to lead our families in faith. Hmm. I think that's one of the great problems in this country, maybe the world, that men are not leading their families in faith. It makes a difference. It makes a huge difference. That is our calling. It isn't our sideline. It is our calling to lead our families in faith.
2: And we, we stress that, especially at a baptism, uh-huh. right? Uh, you are the first teachers of your, your child yeah. when it comes to faith and morals, right? And the, the challenge we have these days, a lot of times the father's absent. Right. There's no father, wow. right? And and it's actually an epidemic that I think we've—it's kind of hidden. If, if you start to look at the numbers, you know, and I started to, to look at some of those numbers. It mm-hmm. um, says 43% of our kids grow up without fathers, that's according to the U.S. Census. Wow! Approaching a catastrophic rivalling of 1918 flu pandemic, when an estimated 56 percent of the world was infected. Right? And then the, he gives a, a snapshot. He says, um, "It says a shocking snapshot of our, our faithless youth shows that that they compromise 63 percent of youth suicides."
1: 63 percent.
2: U.S. Department of Health. Yeah. Wow! 90 percent of all homeless and runaway children, 30 t- 32 times the average. Wow. Um, let see, 85% of all children who show behavior disorders, 20 times the average of center. That's by the center of disease control. So the absence of that father, and, and it goes back to, and we, we stress this even during baptism, the dad is the first image that child has of who God, God the right. Father is. That, that, yeah. And that can change over, over time. You sure. Know? And, uh, but for that first six years, That dad is that image of of God to them. Mm -hmm. And so that's a critical time for dads to be with their kids um, and and to spend the time teaching them faith, teaching them how to pray. And and it's so great to see we have a number of young families in our our church these days that they are teaching, they're spending the time. Dads are reading to them at night before they go to bed, reading the Bible to them, doing those kinds of things. They're making God present to their kids at a very early age, and that sticks. Even if the kid goes off to college,
1: I, I think it does. Uh, you know, I, I heard this st- this st- st- statistic from both Scott Hahn and uh, a, a guy named Woods. I can't remember his first name. Mm. So, and it was the same source. So, I you know, I trust those guys. Sure. Uh, and he he said two things. One, eighty five percent. Let's see. Families that had a father who had a faith, right, and communicated that faith, 85% of those children remained in the faith for the rest of their lives mm-hmm. or ultimately into their lives because there's always a falling away. Sure. And I thought the, the father is so terribly, terribly important. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did some similar research mm-hmm. in the Bureau of Statistics, and I, I can say this. W- there's a lot of talk this, these days about the disparaging, disparaging uh, the, the desperate, disparate difference of incomes, right, mm-hmm. income right? Uh, And poverty, of course, right? The number one influence, the number one predictor of poverty is to have a father not in the house. Number one, absolutely number one. So I hear the music, that means we're going to take a break. So this is your opportunity to to, uh, listen to the Holy Spirit, Uh, And go and ask a friend to tune into this program. Tell them we're talking about St. Joseph. (laughs) And Father's Day is coming up. This couldn't be more of an appropriate time to talk about St. Joseph, our example. So please do that. And then I'm going to tell you about our guest for next week and how you might get a copy of this program and more and more and more about St. Joseph, our great example. So you go do it. We'll be back in two minutes.
0: Looking for a way to teach your children about our Catholic faith? Colby Academy has the solution. Offering a curriculum that is loyal to the Magisterium, classical, Ignatian, flexible and affordable, Colby can help with all your homeschooling needs. We offer a wide range of services, including live online courses for those looking for assistance teaching their students. Recorded self-paced courses for those who want teacher instruction while needing the flexibility to move at their own pace and traditional homeschool courses for maximum flexibility in home education. Our support services include advising for parents, record keeping and transcript services, a grading service, standardized testing, and guidance and college counseling. For more information, check out their website at colby.org. That's K O L B E .org or give them a call. Area code 707-255-6499. That's 707-255-6499. It's Colby Academy. Including Professor John Gresham, Father James Mason, Karen No Kemper, Rick Hollerick, Bill Federer, and many more. To review the program list, go to SJEN.tv or on Roku SJEN TV. All this programming is free, and we are welcoming sponsorship of new programs. Find out more at Sjen.tv <laughs>
1: Well, we're back, as promised, and uh, again, we're talking, this is St. Joseph Radio Presents, coming to you live from St. Louis, Missouri. I'm Peter Karutz. This is Deacon uh, Larry Bolt, and you're at St. Peter's in in St. Charles, right? But a a few announcements. You know, again, this is St. Joseph Evangelization Network. That's another one of our titles, and we have uh, a Catholic Man of the Year, and if you would like to attend the dinner, it's on June 26th. Catholic Man of the Year, June 26th, give us a call at 636-447-6000, 636-447-6000, and we can um, make accommodations for you, and you can come and attend and share in the great celebration of good men. And Why are, why are we doing this? We're doing this kind of like St. Joseph. We need men who are a good example, right? We need to hold up good men who will show us how to be better men. So please, consider coming, 636-447-6000. It's June 26th, um, and please uh, consider attending. Now, I said S-J-E-N, St. Joseph Evangelization Network. So if you go to the Internet at SJEN.tv, you're going to find an awful lot of videos. I mean, I dare say thousands, right? right? Anything you might be interested in. Or if you have a a Roku device, go to S-J-E-N, and you'll have a, a whole channel with topics on, on, on every matter of the faith. We have deacons and priests and bishops and some regular folk like me, a lot of us. Uh, it's a real resource. It's a real resource. So you know, technology can be helpful. Uh, I think John Paul called it the new media, the new evangelization. Mm-hmm. We use new things to do things uh, uh, that we used to do in an old way. Lastly, let me just give you a little teaser. Next week, Deacon Tom Burke mm-hmm. will be with us. He, he's been with us at least two or three times before. He's, he's always a joy. He's a brilliant, holy man. And I'll tell you this, I have never been challenged by someone as I get challenged by him. So let me tell you, bring, come, bring a friend, and get ready to have your heart opened up. So next week, uh, Deacon Tom Burke. Uh, And he's at St. Joseph in Cottleville. It all comes together to St. Joseph. (laughs) So again, the the name of our program and the theme here is St. Joseph and Fatherhood.
2: Yeah. So um, I like to go back to Pope uh, Francis' Patris Cordae with a father's heart was his letter to us, right? And he talks about seven different um, aspects of a father. And, And so I use this myself as to, I ask myself, so, the first one is as a beloved father, am I a beloved father? I hope my kids love me. They tell me they do, you know, but am I actually increasing that? As a tender and loving father, am I, oh, you know, am I tender with my kids? Am I loving them? My grandkids, too. Mm-hmm. Um, as an obedient father, okay, um, going down the path that God's calling me to, right? And I, am I accepting? both good and bad we know that happens in our lives right right what am i accepting of that and how do i That's react right. to that right? right uh as a creatively cour- courageous father um i try to be <laughs> okay yeah uh, as a working father uh, no no question and as a father in the shadows meaning um i think if you talk to my kids sometimes they don't see me that often but i'm they know i'm still there yeah right
1: oh that's okay. those are great qualities yeah. is that is what that's the whole seven then yeah that's the beloved seven. tender obedient, obedient accepting accepting courageous working and shadows that's uh you know i i um, i i i have uh, lived my most of my adult life in my household with my wife right mm-hmm. who is a woman and i uh, <laughs> have two two children who are girls women mm-hmm. now so I have learned that being in the shadows is sometimes the best thing I can do. Be in the shadows, be quiet, mm-hmm. just listen. Uh, but these other things are really good. You know, you, you said it before. Uh, children don't so much remember every word we say, but they, they remember our actions, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So being obedient and accepting, uh, courageous, working. i mean, These are our calls. These yeah. are our calls as men.
2: And I think it's even more of a challenge these days. Oh with, yeah, with, with the culture that we have to deal with today, uh, for for young dads, and and we are seeing folks are getting married later in life, type of thing. But we also see some younger ones. Um, but um, to have to deal with the, the culture, um, and, and I um, I read this one quote, I, and it really sticks with me. Is is um, you know because we tell we tell uh, when they're doing marriage prep, uh, when you have a baby everything changes, right? Mm -hmm. And I can't explain it to you, but everything changes. In fact, it's a change of life. But when we get to it, uh, the quote was, um, uh, dads don't make babies, God does. Yeah, But babies make dads.
1: Oh, that's good.
2: Because they're so needy. They need, I mean, you're gonna sacrifice your life for that child, right? right? And you're gonna do things that you've never done. Your, Your life has changed. Where you thought you were going, that path and everything else, you have that first child, right? And, and then you have a second, and and then when you have three, you know, you're outnumbered, and, and all those, right? Uh, but and and that that's what we're called to, though, you know, to be fruitful, and and uh, I think that that's key. It makes us better men. It, it has to, right? Yeah. And that's why they're there, just like our wives are there to help sure. us be better, right? And we're all trying to get to heaven, right? We're all that's we're right. all there to help people be saints, right? Yeah. And I think sometimes people, you say the word saint, and people. I say, you all want to go to heaven? Yeah. You want to be a saint? Well, they want to go to heaven, but they don't have to. Same thing. Yeah, same thing. You've got you got to be a saint to get there, right? Yeah. Um, and that comes through there. But I'll, I'll have to say, for dads, it begins with a great prayer life, okay? Yeah. I think um, it, that, that, that you have to have that relationship, obviously, with Christ and what he's done for us and how, how grateful we are and thankful for that, something we can never repay. But... Um, if, if you're not talking to God, if you're not talking to, um, then, uh, that's not a relationship. And so that relationship shows up as to how you treat your kids. And, and, um, and, and then, you know, we talk about that, that, that's, that's a firm foundation. I talk about my dad had a great prayer life, great fair, uh, and he showed it, you know, not, not visibly, uh, mm-hmm. but I know he went to church, right. he spent time, he had his missile, you know, he's doing those kinds of things. Um, and I think that that's where it begins. But then we also have to, um, to look at how charitable are we? Are we really living the, the life that Christ calls us? Yeah. Charitable to our kids, char- showing them not to be selfish. You know, yeah. that, that, that's another key element. And, um, and then fasting, fasting from the things in our life that don't fit, right? Right. Could be fasting from the internet, could be fasting that doesn't sure. have any food, but it can be things that, that make us um, better people. Get those things out of our lives that are causing that, uh, that tension as to making us saints
1: yeah. you know I've I prayed with my children since before they knew it mm-hmm. right and uh, and when they would go to bed at night, I would kneel at their bed and I, we would pray, and as they get older that, mm-hmm. they weren't so happy about that sometimes and sure. uh, but th- what gives me very great hope and solace and and, and joy, and all the other thing is that as my daughters are now adults, they will come to me and they'll say, "Please pray for me about mm-hmm. this or that," or I'll ask them, "Please pray for me," and it is as natural as, as as you know saying, "Can we get together today?" So it has become prayer has become part of their lives. But I don't think we fathers can dictate prayer to our children. We have to show them. Mm-hmm. We have to pray with them, mm-hmm. and if we pray with them, it becomes part of their lives.
2: And it actually begins with, um, during our marriage prep, yeah. we talked to couples, so are you praying for each other? Yeah. You know, and the, the answers could surprise you sometimes. Right? Oh, sure. Yeah, especially when one says, I am, and the other one says, "Well, oh, I don't know I am. Yeah. You know? Uh, so we encouraged them. I said, you know, when, when my wife and I, we didn't have marriage prep, per se. Yeah. Um, but um, no one ever told us that we need to pray together, Right. right. That came later in life. But So we encourage them, you, you need to be praying together, even if it's just for five or ten minutes. Sure. And it could be just being thankful for what God gave you this day, Yeah, praying to be um, a better person than you were today. Maybe yeah. you weren't the best person you would be, right? And uh, that's a conversation you're not only having with each other, you're having with God. That's right. And, and it also opens you to knowing more about your, your wife.
1: No doubt. You know, and, and you, you've said it before, there's a, 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 a huge... Number of households without a father there or a mm-hmm. husband uh, but the the other thing that we are seeing in today's society is a huge increase in divorce when the children leave the house mm-hmm. right what, what, you think well, that's kind of nutty, right? Mm-hmm. You have twenty five plus years of marriage and then all of a sudden you're getting divorced, but well. Part of that is, and my wife will attest to this, marriage is hard. Mm -hmm. And part of the hard part of marriage is staying very much connected, Mm -hmm. right? You have to stay connected, and you have to realize that marriage is possible because of God. You know, there's a book called Three for Marriage. And, you know, God has to be part of it or else it's awful tough. It might be impossible. So as you're going through the 25 years, first Mm -hmm. 25 years, if you will, if you're praying together, you're not going to stop at year 26, right? right? You, you have recognized that third person in your marriage, which is God who's binding you together. I, I, I think we talk about marriage prep. I've never done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I did. I mean, I went through marriage prep. But uh, when I meet a young man who is about to get married, I, uh, and whether their intended is there or not, I say, are you are you ready to get married? He says, I says, he says yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. I say, are you a tough guy? I say, I'm tough. I say, can you handle it? <laughs> yeah, I can handle it. All right. I say, can you be wrong? I say, yeah. I say, well, let me tell you. I'm going to ask you three questions, and you're going to be wrong every single time. Can you take it? Yeah, I can take it. And, he, and you know, they usually say, well, I don't think I'm going to be wrong. <laughs> and, and I'll say, who The most important and specialist works really well when the intended is sitting right Mm -hmm. there next to him. Who is the most important person in your life? Mm -hmm. And he, you know, smiled. It's Sally Ann. And I said, Wrong, you're wrong. I say, And when you get married and have a child or two, who will be the most important person in your life? I said. I said, well, well, obviously, it'll be my children. I said, wrong. You're absolutely wrong. As you're about to get married, you're better to get used to being wrong because you are absolutely wrong. I said, you have to put priorities in place. And if you don't, it'll be tough to have a successful marriage. Remember that the most important person in your life always is God because God gave you life. The second most important person in your life when you're married would be your wife because God gave you this woman to share in your life. And the third most important people in your life will be your children. And don't put them in a, in a bad order, in an in a order other than that, because you will screw things up. People will have 25 years of marriage and not who, know who they're married to, right? That's right. They, they, they concentrate on the children to, to the exclusion of their wife, and if they don't concentrate on the relationship with God, you're not good to either one of them. Exactly. And yeah,
2: you, those are great questions, because it is if, and we talk about, the closer you uh, are, draw to Jesus, right? Yeah. If you're both on that path, right? right? You're both you're actually drawing each other closer together. Absolutely. If you look at if you, you look at a triangle, right, kind of yeah. a thing, and you're on that path, uh, because out of love for God, you're going to do something for your spouse that maybe you that's wouldn't, right. right. You're going to sacrifice. You know, they talked about three to marry. Yeah. Uh, by uh, Fulton Sheen, oh. right? Um, he talks about the engagement ring. Then comes the wedding ring, then the suffering, right? And it's the suffering part that we have to go through, right? Because Christ did too. That's right. right. That's right. And I
1: didn't mention the third question. The third question is, why do you want to get married? Mm. What is your main purpose in getting married? And they say, oh, I I love her. Mm. Okay, well, I love my car. (laughs) I love my computer. I said, well, why do you want to get—what is your purpose in getting married? And I think ultimately we have to come to the resolution and the realization that it's to get each other to heaven. Mm. That is the purpose of our marriage at, at first and, and and then there are many other goods that come from marriage, but here 's Saint Joseph who did it in the right way, right He looked to god he he had faith in in god 's word he had he had faith that he acted on, and he did all those things that 's what I was really thinking about when you gave those um, those those seven. What did you What did Pope Francis call it? seven attributes? Attribute, or, yeah, yeah. Seven attributes. Beloved. Oh man, you know mm. Jesus loved Joseph, and mm-hmm. Joseph loved him. Mm. The tenderness, obedient. Oh Jesus, if yes. if Joseph was anything, he mm-hmm. was obedient, mm-hmm. right? Accepting. You know, I I I I often think that the most difficult thing to do as a father is to die before your job is done, mm. and. And, and I, I guess that, that's one of the great examples of St. Joseph, right? It isn't about us. Right. Yeah. God yeah. is going to love our children more than we can, ever will, but we can do his work through them. But don't worry, it's, it's not dependent upon us. Yeah. yeah. So Joseph,
2: obviously, when we talk about God was the center of their life. Yeah, got married literally. To, yeah, right there, yeah. right? And that's what we're called to. As as if as in a married life, if we're if we don't make God the center, the priority of our life, it's what you talked about. Have 25 years. If that marriage was just together to stay together, yeah. and then God wasn't involved, right. there's nothing left. You don't love me anymore. That's right. Uh, you don't uh, you don't you don't complete me anymore. Whatever you want to Whatever say. Whatever it is. Right. Yeah. That, that's what happens. Yeah. You know, the kids are gone, so we can, we can walk away. Yeah.
1: yeah, no doubt. This is St. Joseph Radio Presents, coming to you for, mm-hmm. live from St. Louis, Missouri. Mm-hmm. I'm your host, Peter Karutz, and we're here with Deacon Larry Bolt. Mm-hmm. Uh, the name of this program is St. Joseph and Fatherhood. And, and, and I don't think we're off topic here. When we mm-hmm. talk about fatherhood, there is a whole myriad of titles and obligations that go with that. Part and parcel and per se, fatherhood it implies husbandhood, right? Mm-hmm. It implies servanthood. It it implies uh, all all these other things because Saint Joseph was that that perfect uh, father, wow. if you will. Yeah, yeah, he really was. Mm-hmm. Um, th- I want to hit those other two that you said: courageous. Mm-hmm. Um, y- you know, here's here's Saint Joseph. He he has his wife who is expecting, and he's told to go and be counted by some emperor, right? Kind of Mm -hmm. crazy. He's obedient, but he's also courageous. He does it. He cares for her. He's with Mm -hmm. her the whole time. And and then one thing that always used to bug me, and and I know you clarified my understanding Mm -hmm. that Joseph may not have been a carpenter per se, Mm -hmm. but he was a craftsman. But Mm -hmm. I always think of him as a carpenter, and I think, you know here he is listening to an angel in a dream that his that this again Herod the, is going to kill his his son this great charge that he has, and what does God do? He says he sends a carpenter to the desert to make a living and protect his and, and for his children but again, it takes courage, it takes obedience right and yeah. then you know he worked hard yeah. he's a foreigner in a strange land and and he he takes care of and um, I don't know how how long maybe 12 years I, I yeah, don't know we don't. for some period of time. Mm-hmm. So so he is this great great example And the last one shadows. No one could be more in the shadows than St. <laughs> Joseph. Never never says a, a blessed word in scripture at all. That's Nothing. Right. right. Zero. Yeah. I hope my wife doesn't remind me about that. <laughs> <laughs> but what mm-hmm. a great example he is. Yeah. What a great
0: example. Yeah.
2: And and, and you yeah. know um I, I had a great dad, and I had a great grandpa. You know, you talked about prayer, and, and, and that was part of it. You know, we would, Sundays we would go to the ranch yeah. and, and uh, dinner and everything. But as soon as we finished dinner, Grandpa pulls out the rosary, and we're praying the rosary as a family, you know. Yeah. And, and that, that was a great model for us to, to know that we needed to pray, right. And and I think that's key. But sometimes people don't have a great dad. That's true. Or the dad's missing yeah. or, or because of divorce or, or whatever it was, Right. And I, uh, that's that's the challenge I think we have is um, maybe I don't have a good image of a father. And mm-hmm. we, t- we talk about God the Father, right? What's your image of God the Father? Yeah. A lot of it is tied to this image that you had of your dad, right? Right. And that could be not so great. That's uh, true. And and so I think that that's a challenge for, for folks that, but here's the the real deal is, they always have Saint Joseph right as a as a father
1: right okay. Yeah, and and you know I I will just suggest that when we uh, we're all children, right? Mm-hmm. We'll always have a father, a father, mm-hmm. right? Well, as I tell my daughters, it doesn't matter how old you get, I'm always your dad, right? Mm-hmm. But as you said, sometimes some of us had not such good fathers, mm-hmm. and but you, we as children have to get to the realization that perhaps they were the best that they could be, mm-hmm. uh, but we expect so much more, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, we are coming up to fathers. Hmm. and it, it, it's an opportunity to to maybe forgive those fathers who weren't the best, and I'll, I'll just say that I am a very poor example of that. Uh, my parents were divorced uh, when I was nine or ten, hmm. and we, we literally lived in abject poverty for years and years. We for the most most of my life, I lived in one room, shared a bed with my brother. Some of the places we lived just crawled with, I mean, I'd wake up with cockroaches on the floor and mice in the bed. And and I grew up very uh, hard, I guess. Uh, I always said I have nothing against my father, right? But I had a hardness. And I remember my brother had found him after many, many years. And he came to me and he said, you need to reconcile. You need to go and see our father. And out of respect for my brother, I did see him, but I was as hard as stone. And I remember my brother calling me one day and saying, he's in very bad shape. He's going to, and you need to reconcile with him. And I said, if he died this afternoon, it wouldn't change what I do this evening. I was very, very hard. Mm-hmm. And then he did die. And, and my brother said, You would be you'll be sorry. And he's right, you know, because until when I was a boy, this was on him. Mm-hmm. But as a man, it's on me. So I'll say this, it's one of the hardest confessions I ever had, but one of the most fruitful. You can forgive even after your father's gone. Mm-hmm. So This is a time, while there is still time, to forgive those men who may not have been the best fathers, right? Because God loves them too. God loves them too, and God loves you. And you are where you are because of what you went through. So forgive your fathers. Make the effort. Um, There's a very scary prayer that I would encourage everybody to say. But say it and listen to it. It's called the Our Father. Mm. And when you say, you know, forgive us as we forgive those, make that real. Mm. And if it's real, you will extend that forgiveness and, frankly, heal yourself. By extending that forgiveness, you literally are healing yourself. So as we come up to Father's Day, uh, you know, in, this, in the spirit of the good father, St. Joseph, as you said, we all have St. Joseph as a father. Extend that forgiveness, right? I do. And if you have a great father, let him know, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Tell him you love him, mm-hmm. let him know. Yeah, yeah, no question. Yeah,
2: I, um, I can relate a little bit to what you're saying is because my dad, as great as he was, he, he was also an alcoholic, mm-hmm. and that caused a lot of issues. But I look back, and that made me who I am, like you said. That, That's that right. made me stronger. That made me more independent, that, that, those kinds of things. Uh, but I forgive my dad for that. Yeah. You know? I, I know why he was, yeah. okay? He lost his brother in the war, right? Mm-hmm. He and his brother were going to start a farm. They bought a farm before he, my, uh, my uncle went in, in the Navy, right? Died in World War II. Wow. He was supposed to come back. We were all supposed to be farmers. Right. That never happened yeah. for my dad, you know? And, and he always felt, and he never got to go, to the, he wanted to go in the military during yeah. World War II. He was building aircraft, so they, they wouldn't take him. Cause sure. He building, so, so he was the only one of six brothers that didn't go, go to war. Wow. So that's what he had on his, uh, right. on his heart that whole time. Yeah. As to, he,
1: just, he didn't feel like
2: he was like the other brothers that yeah. did such great things.
1: But you know, and this goes for uh, um, brothers, if you will, uh, Mm -hmm. fathers and sons. You know, Paul tells us that we should not judge another person's heart, right? Mm -hmm. That's God's purview. But then he also says we shouldn't even judge our own heart. Let that, that's God's job. Mm -hmm. So I think that helps us with the forgiveness too, forgiving ourselves as much Mm -hmm. as we need to, Mm -hmm. to forgive others. You know, don't don't judge a person's heart, judge their actions, but don't <laughs> judge their hearts, right? Because, right? uh, you know, as, as much as, you know, we may as adults now think we know our fathers, man, oh, God knows them better. Yeah, God knows them better. Yeah, God knows them better. You know, I, I'll, I'll take this opportunity to just remind everyone that uh, you can have a copy of this program or any program just by calling us at 636-447-6000, 636-447-6000, There's an awful lot of different programs, you know. And one that comes to mind that was done many, many years ago is a, I think it's a series of um, three short videos on evangelization. Mm -hmm. There was a a a a man, a convert here in the archdiocese. His name was Goodwin, I think. Um, I worked with him on the Catholic Men for Christ. He he felt called to do door-to-door ministry right? Mm-hmm. Talk about a father to strangers. Uh, and, and he put together a series of little videos. If that's ever a calling, you know, we got that too. So, so uh, become the evangelist that God is perhaps tapping you on the shoulder to be. Here's a good resource for you.
2: Right. Yeah. Well, you, you speak to that, you know, and, and from a dad's perspective. Yeah. We should all be helping our kids become disciples. Yes. Right. We're, we're to be the disciple maker we're by our actions, by our words, how we show them, um, because that's really the evangelization, and that's what the church is hurting for right now, yeah. is that we have people that didn't get that, didn't, and I think evangelization is a scary word for many Catholics, yeah. because we were supposed to keep it, you know, you didn't talk about politics, you didn't talk about religion, all of those things, for, for reasons back then.
1: Right. Well, you know what, All, as far as evangelization goes, I think we invented it, right? Or our Lord invented it, <laughs> right? Did. He said, go out two by two, right? And he did it. And he charged the 72, and he charged the 12. And he charged and, us. And, he, and what, what is that? The great commissioning, Commission. That's right? right? At the, you know, someone's last words kind of mean something. And what did he say? He said, go out and baptize everyone in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and spread the gospel to the whole world. I mean, it's, a, it's it's, not a suggestion. It is a commandment. It's a great charge. So we as fathers here, as we celebrate Father's Day in another a little bit, um, we we celebrate St. Joseph as well. Uh, Deacon, we have a minute or two left, probably less, but could you tell us a little bit about that book? And Father Calloway, I think, wrote it. He also he did. did the, the consecration of Mary, but this is the consecration to St. Joseph. And maybe tell our listeners just a, a little bit about this book.
2: Yeah, so um, this is a book that, like he said— uh, that I've actually been through it twice, okay? Um, um, and uh, every time I go through it, you know, the last, I keep learning things. But he talks about the wonder of who, who Joseph was. Um, and, and I think that that's really key here as to, it, it, so it's a 32, 33-day 33 33 consecration. Yeah. And, and at the end, and you can do it any time. I, I started it during Lent, and that wasn't a good time for me because right. I was a little too busy. But you can, and you can do it multiple times. But I think every time you do it, from my perspective, is I learned a little bit more about myself. I learned more about St. Joseph.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so, great. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have not done that one, but mm-hmm. I, I did do the Consecration to Mary. It parallels that. Parallels that. Mm-hmm. And if you would like to know more about Donald Car- Calloway, Father Donald Calloway, you'll find him on the Internet. He's oh, an incredible man, a great speaker. He is. And it's a great example. I hope I'm getting the right story here. I'll feel real bad if I misquote the thing. Um, uh. He 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 um, he was intending to get married, but instead decided to become a priest. And mm-hmm. the woman he was uh, going to, you know, get married to, actually became a nun. Uh, so you know, there is a spiritual priesthood that um, we all have as fathers, and there is a, a call to being a father that we all have as fathers, deacons, and mm-hmm. um, and, and just regular guys. Yeah. Deacon, it was so good to have you here. It was so good. To, would you come back? Uh, we, we, we'll try to do that, Wonderful. for sure. Yeah. Deacon, could I ask you to give your blessing to uh, sure. to our audience? Yeah. The
2: Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thank Thanks you. Be Thanks to be to
1: God. Well, and that's it. We all should go in peace. We'll see you next week. Remember, it's Deacon Burke, and it'll be great. We'll see you all next time.